Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, Fantasy Book fans? This is Steven, your host with Phantology Podcast. And we have a special, all five of us, plus one special guest, if you watch closely on the YouTube video. And we have a uh, special episode for you. We're going to do our best of 2023 book slash movie, TV, kind of fantasy, science fiction, media in general. So we have a few different categories we're going to go through. And we're each going to tell you uh, why the things that we loved were the best in 2023. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nice. I'm excited. It's been too long since we've done one of these. And I feel like the ending of the year is always ripe. I always like watching other YouTubers and podcasts do these sorts of things. So I'm excited to get into it with you guys. I think we have, I think the way we set it up today is, is a good way to do it. I think we're going to have some interesting conversations here a nice tease josh yeah can i just say one interesting development of this past year has been that every member of phantology except for steven uh has had a baby baby boy baby, baby boy. boy he would kind of represent i'm yeah. letting us down no you're not, not letting not us re- down not reproducing enough no steven <laughs> you're the phantology bachelor okay you gotta you gotta represent that demographic. We live that. vicariously through you and your book collecting. That's yeah. true. I think all yep. of us have wives that would not allow us to have you have children, I have books. <laughs> <laughs> let the let the listeners decide which is better. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what we're gonna do is do our best science fiction fantasy book published in 2023, our best science fiction fantasy TV slash movie from 2023 then the best science fiction fantasy book you read this year so it doesn't necessarily need to be published in 23 just kind of like a anthology awards for what we happen to read this year and then final category is the best SSFF character in 2023 in any media books tv movie games whatever just best magical or science fictional character uh, out there that you lived vicariously through this year nice yeah, so are exactly. we going to go through each of these like one by one so we present the first category and then all of us give our answers and then let's we go to the second cat- one yeah let's do it by category like that will promote a little better discussion otherwise we're just going to be bouncing back and forth the whole time yeah 
I like that. So top of the list is uh, best book published in 2023. And I said science fiction and fantasy. So, I mean, usually we cover fantasy. That's maybe because selfishly, I like fantasy more than science fiction. But I know we don't all hold that opinion quite as much. So if you want to do science fiction, you are welcome to. But this is uh, publication in the year 2023. And we'll do honorable mentions at the end. Usually when we do these things, we do like top three or top five or whatever. So just do one and then we'll do like a whole empty the notebooks honorable mention thing at the end nice cool i'm gonna go last uh because i don't think i read any book that was published this year other than the great change and other lives did you not did you not read any of the secret projects no i didn't i didn't do the secret project thing me neither nice high five jake i mean not that i was like avoiding them intentionally but same just it wasn't really I didn't do the subscription thing and then it felt like it was a little more difficult than normal to get the book if you didn't do the subscription, like by the time it was available for us plebs. I don't know, man. You can just get it from the library or buy the ebook like any other book. Yeah, but by the time you could do that, people were done talking about the book because everyone talked about it when it came out, when they got it through the, the, the subscription mm-hmm. thing, which was like a month earlier I think the real question here is why you didn't just do the subscription. It was like yeah. $70 for four ebooks and audiobooks. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember when it came out, I was a little bit more financially strapped at the time. So that's why I didn't do it then. That's yeah, we're not all living your upper class lifestyle. Yeah, it's so upper yeah. class $70 privilege <laughs> life. It's over nothing. Because like, yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying we would ever do this, but like we could have, you know, shared in the goodness you know like with with files whoa phantology does not condone pirating of any kind no it doesn't but (laughs) for the podcast it's a business it's a business sharing i think phantology as a podcast has has promoted enough sales of sanderson books yeah this would be you know no honestly like you're kind of joking but like that I know i feel like that's legit like we can share books amongst ourselves because we promote them for free yeah, I mean, authors yeah. share books with us through NetGalley all the time. So, yeah. just saying. Anyway, but that's good. I'm. I mean, you guys should definitely read them, though. There's, it ranges yeah. from really, really good to kind of mid. But well, you that's should what read you three. Expect. You should read three of the four of them. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I plan on it. I, I plan on it. It's just, yeah, yeah, and especially the fourth secret project. I mean, that has some Cosmere lore that you need to. Oh yeah, the Sunlit Man. Yeah, the Sunlit Man. Yeah, I'm not sure if you were like maintaining your. No, Ben. If if Jake's not going to read them, he doesn't care about the titles. No, I'm, I'm I'm going to read them. <laughs> no, I, I didn't well, say I wasn't. I wasn't no, going no, to. No, no, no. Sorry, them. sorry. I phrased that wrong. It's just there is a contingent of people that thought that the titles would be a spoiler for oh. them. So I'm saying oh, like if you're point, not yeah. going to read them when they come titles out, titles aren't spoilers. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, all that to say, I would I would prefer to go last on this because, and maybe Ryan as well. I didn't. I don't think I read anything that was published this year, which is I did. I did abnormal for so, me. So yeah. can we can we also just point out if you're watching on YouTube that Ryan and Jake are more of a twin than like me and Josh right now. Like they both have the same color shirts on, they got the long hair, they got the beard, and they both didn't read the year Sanderson. So I'm just well, saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that bantering aside, who's gonna start us off? I'll start us off for this one. All right, do it, because you're going to steal the one that I'm going to say. All right, well, that means it's just doubly good if we both say it. 
So my pick for the best science fiction fantasy book published in 2023 is The Will of the Many by James Eilington, which was a phenomenal read. Lots of people recommended it to me beforehand. I think that it lived up to the hype. Um, in my in my case, it just shows that uh, not only did James Eilington have a strong start with the Lycanius trilogy as an author, but he's continuing that momentum and even, you know, on an upward trajectory. I thought maybe a bit naively that this would for sure win Goodreads 2023, like the best fantasy book, but it was... Uh, I think that had the second lowest amount of votes in the category, which I realized that maybe James Eilington isn't as popular an author as maybe I, I feel he deserves to be, but did the voting finish? Yeah. The voting's finished. They've, they've oh, listed the winners. Book, which book did win? It was a book I hadn't heard of. So best, best fiction. I, I pulled it up right now. Best fiction was yellow face, uh, which I just finished reading today. Actually. All right, let's just skip to fantasy. Yeah, that's not the science fiction fantasy category. Although RF Kong does write fantasy. Yeah, best fantasy was Hellbent by Lee Bardugo, which we should probably mm-hmm. read. I had never heard of that. It's the sequel to Ninth House. I didn't. I yeah, didn't Lee Bardugo that. is really big. I feel like we sometimes forget that there's a whole contingent of people that don't necessarily read epic fantasy, but do like fantasy. If it's not epic, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Best exactly. best horror Holly by Stephen King one. I need to finish that. Best romanticy fourth wing. All right. Well, this, this is Ooh, we could do some a whole... shade in that. <laughs> so well that that leads that I'm I'm just gonna say that leads me into my best pick my best pick of 2023. Oh, don't you dare! I'm don't not gonna say it's dare. fourth wing, but I'm saying a combination of fourth mm-hmm. wing and oh crap. Uh, what's the second name of the second book? I even remember the name of the book. This wow. is this is that is trolling them. here. I, is, I was thinking about trolling fake. this. I was thinking about trolling. No, here's the thing though. Ben, the thing. I'm not gonna say it's fourth wing and then con- and then continues to say fourth wing and can't no, no. remember the second. I'm saying, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> what is finish. this then? You gotta let me finish. First of all, uh, first of all, having two books come out in the same year is impressive, no matter who you are. I mean, if you're Sanderson, sure you do four books, but two books both in 2023. That's a pretty cool accomplishment. Second of all, what it's done for the science fiction fantasy genre, I think is pretty impressive. Like, I, you know, romanticity, I'm not going to say it's exactly right up my alley, but I'm all for expanding the tent of people that enjoy stories. So I think that people who are being exposed to these romanticity books for the first time through um, authors like Sarah J. Mass and... Oh my gosh. What? Rebecca and Yaros. Rebecca Yaros. Yep. Those are people I'm willing to welcome into our fold. So I'm just so, going to say. So are you choosing, are you choosing a book to welcome into the fold of 2023? Are you, are you, are you considering the best science fiction fantasy book of 2023 to be the best marketing book for science yeah, what, fiction and fantasy? How are you defining best or, book here? Or just the biggest book on book talk? I can what? see being no, no, happy that these not books are written. First of all, I have my issues with both of these books. See our review for for Fourth Wing, Fourth Wing and we were you know getting the review for Iron Flame lined up. I have my issues, but these are fun books to read. They have interesting characters, interesting plots. They're both thick books that both came out in 2023, so it's a big accomplishment. I think so. When you say best book, it's certainly yeah. not 
my favorite book. And it's certainly not, I think, technically the best book. But I think that when you combine the fact that we had like two books come out that were both good quality that expanded the tent for SFF, I'm going to stand by that. It's, you know, in combination, it's the best. I think that Ben's answer is disqualified. Yeah, Ben, just just say it was your favorite book. If, if you think it's the if you think it's the best book, say it's the best book. Don't don't hedge your it's, your justifications. No, it, here. He knows it's not the best book. That's why he can't say that. Based he's on just, a very complicated criteria, it is the best book. I'm I stand by what I said. You guys can say what your best books are, and I won't disagree with them. Okay, but we're we're moving on from this, acknowledging <laughs> that Ben thinks it is the best book of 2023. I, I will say I was going to say Will of the Many, but I recognize that both Ryan and Steven <laughs> and Josh. I'll say yeah. Will of the Many. Are you going to die on that hill, Ben? That you think the two best that I'm books... willing to build up and stand on. I don't know if I'll die on it. <laughs> I have no like skin in the game having never read the book, but I just want you to commit to saying whether you think it's the best book or not. I know that you're just going to use these words at some future point. <laughs> To like drive home some random point that I won't even see coming. <laughs> okay, Ben's I'll... real answer was the will of the many, but he's trying to get creative. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> so uh, I'll go. And the best book of 2023 was the will of the many. Yeah. So nice. I, I I think that that's pretty like well, it was just an awesome book. Okay. And we've we've all talked about it, so I'm not gonna really drive it home too much. I think my second favorite book because I know Ryan and Jake. Or I know Steven's going to do well with the mini as well. But I think my second favorite book was Yumi. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I enjoyed the characters. I thought that Yumi, I thought it was really creative. I think that the ending could have been better, but um, I really enjoyed the world. I thought it was like some classic Sanderson world building that I really enjoyed. And both on both worlds that, that it took place on, or both uh, settings, I should say. And just overall, I thought it was not a return to form for Sanderson because he's never really like, he's just kind of improved as an author, I think. But I do miss uh, kind of the days of like Warbreaker and Elantris where we got these like kind of standalone-ish novels that took place in these cool worlds. And I think that this one would be a cool starting point for a lot of people for Sanderson or a good place uh, where if you're not like super deep in Cosmere lore, you can still read it and enjoy it. So that's my second place pick, but I wanted to talk about it because I know we get a lot. I think it says a lot that this the the will of the mini for you has beaten all of the Sanderson secret projects, and for me it beat Lightbringer by Pierce Brown, which is the most recent book in Red Rising, which I really liked and I think is a great book. And Ryan, I thought I remembered that when we did our review of Will of the Many, did I thought you said you liked Lightbringer a little bit more, or maybe they're just really close and you kind of have gone back and forth. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I maybe I change my mind. Maybe I'm a, a fickle person. Well, I think that part of it is like the time that you spend away from a book does really inform your opinion, right? So like I think that that's important to realize. A little technical difficulty there. We lost Josh, but he may rejoin us. But let me just continue with mine. So yeah, my favorite was also The World of Many. To highlight another one, and I mean, another one I liked, I was going to say my second favorite was also Yumi and the Nightmare Painter, the, the Sanderson book, but that's taken as well. So two others that I read this year and enjoyed were The Hexologist by Josiah Bancroft and Words of Kings of Words of Kings and Prophets by Shonda Lawless. And Hexologist was 
I, I think there's reasons why people might bounce off this book. It's like very wordy and witty and clever and sometimes like too much almost. And if you just want a story, you may not love that, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, Shauna's sequel was was quite good. And she has the conclusion to that trilogy, the Gale Song trilogy coming out next year, even. So that's a series to keep on following. Yeah, I agree. I think you identified me perfectly for the hexologist, Stephen, because when I was reading it, I got maybe a quarter of the way through it. And when I was, I still plan on finishing it at some point, but when I was reading it, it felt like I was enjoying it, but it was almost a chore to read because I didn't want to miss the funniness of it. But it was also Mm. like, I had to really, you know, pay attention. I can just like kind of speed read or gloss over it. Right. And it's not like it has, at least at the point where I was at, it's not like it had a super fast paced or engaging plot. It was kind of meandering a little bit. Like they were, it was almost like just like scenes that they would jump between. So I don't know. That's kind of, it's a mixed review, right? Because I think that the, the, the dialogue and the, the actual prose is super good, but it also was like the reason I bounced off the book. Cause I didn't want to like listen to it on two X speed. And I didn't want to just miss out on the, on it by speed reading. It. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a book that, you know, you have to enjoy that type of writing and you have to be able to commit to really focusing on it enough to enjoy it. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of get lost. Yeah. So do you think if you like the books of Babel, you'll like Hexologists? It's a little it's a little more indulgent in the in the writing. And when I say writing, I just mean like getting kind of deep into the dictionary and being very clever with all the wordplay so as far as like it still has kind of the same like absurdist feel to it but requires maybe a bit more focus to completely uh, get through the whole story i don't know if that really gives you i'll say yes you probably will okay yeah for sure but again i think all my comments still stand i think books of babel or babel were very like their plot was pretty fast-paced compared to hexologists at least for for my like quarter of the way through the book. Did you DNF the hexologist? I am planning on effing it, but I have not done so yet. Okay. Not quite. All right. We will come back, Josh, with that. He's mid F. Yeah, that great one. Okay, uh, Jake, with all of that buildup, are you going to tell us something about 2023? Uh, I did realize I also read The Narrow Path uh, Between Desires. Oh, dang, that's a good Narrow one. Road Between Desires. Which was really good, but it was just so, a novella. So, well, then your choices are between yeah two, a novella and a, a series of short a, stories. Yeah, out of those two, I would say uh, is it path or road? I keep saying the wrong one. It's the narrow road between desires. The narrow road between desires. I really liked it. It was great to get Patrick Rothfuss prose once again, and it was a really cool look into like exploration, an expansion of the world, and getting to know Bass more. But I don't know if it really holds up to like all these other releases. I will say after uh, hearing uh, your non-spoiler review of Will of the Mini, it made me want to read it. But then I was like, oh, I never actually finished Lycanius trilogy. So then Did I reread not? all of like, no, so I reread all of Lycanius this year in preparation for Will of the Mini. I know they're not connected, but just I wanted to finish that out. But then I never got to Will of the Mini. And then also okay. I'm realizing I should have got to Lightbringer this year, but Iron Gold took so long, took so much out of me. Dang. So Jake effed Lycanius, but 
could so you could you just you're committed to that one Ben. <laughs> yeah i didn't ask i didn't he's, even he's ask not, he's not many. committed enough to fully f it but he's gonna <laughs> no i effed it he, he did have like yes but he didn't even i went all the way okay continuing forward so <laughs> let's talk about our best tv slash movie wait did okay. wait did, did we talk about the best our fa- our favorite book that we read this year or just no that is coming up next. Okay, we That's got coming up next. Moving. The first yeah. category. Yeah, we got. We got. Yeah, the first category moving. was too slow. Got to keep moving. I I can start with this one. Yeah, I'm gonna say the D and D movie, kind of quintessential uh, fantasy right there. Okay. Also watched it uh, the night before uh, Jonas was born, so that was a very memorable experience going to see that movie and then waking up a few hours later. Yeah, you always remember the D and D movie for that. I'm always <laughs> gonna remember that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's a great movie. I, I watched that movie while I was riding my road bike, like stationary road bike. And it was an interesting mix of emotions because I was like Before laughing. Before you said stationary, riding. I was very confused. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like someone... <laughs> so I'm I'm going to go unironically with Wheel of Time season two. I think that it, I think it was this is similar like hedging to Ben to where yeah. it, it, was a, it was a big relief for me how big of a step up it was from season one. I think I agree with most of the criticism for the final episode. I think that the first couple episodes really, really hold up. And I think that they don't get talked to, like they got a lot of buzz, but then um, people kind of stopped talking about them. But I think my favorite was like when. The the whole Egwene, my, my, Egwene it, plot line. Not, not, not Egwene, Nynaeve. Sorry, Nynaeve. When Nynaeve went through the um, the pillars Arches. and or archers and had her whole, whole test. I think that that was really creative and really well done. Okay. I think that I thought um, you were going to say your favorite team was lamping on a tree. Lamping on a tree was probably the low uh, point of the <laughs> season, but Lanfear was a great high of the season. I think that they're really building out the Forsaken even better than they were during uh, the first couple books. I think that there's a lot to really like, and I'm glad that uh, season two was made. And yeah, man. Hey, to give a little pushback, you're saying you thought season two of Will of Time was better than Guardians of the Galaxy. The D and D movie, Across the Spider Verse, like these other I, science I, fiction. I, I never saw. I never saw Across the Universe. I think unironically, it is better than Spider Verse than, than uh, Guardians. Across the Universe is a different movie. Or, sorry, not not Guardians uh, than D and D. Guardians, I think was. Uh, I probably. I really like Guardians, but I but Guardians, the first two movies were really good, so it didn't surprise me that the third one was really good. You know what I mean? Whereas Wheel of Time. Uh, was very pleasantly surprising to me. So I think it. So your your best pick is the one that surprised you the most. Yeah, that that my expectations. Jake is really holding. No, ben I, and Josh I'm just saying. To are, we, are we are we doing are we yeah. doing the definitions? You the know way? what, Jake? If we had only like read one book to choose from, then our job would be easy too. Okay. <laughs> Jake, we will pander. <laughs> Josh was really here for Lanfear risen up risen up Rand. You know. Yeah. Hey, no, I'm I'm fine with him picking it as long as he's actually no. following the definition. Man, nobody even comments on my Gen Z's words. Okay. Riz? To, yeah, to keep this moving along. I'm, it's because I don't know Gen Z words, man. But yeah, <laughs> let's hear yours. My best TV show, which should be everybody's best TV show, is Silo from this year. Yeah, Silo I didn't was see great. that. I heard a lot about it, though. Yeah, Super I need to see that. Super good. It, it made me read all the books after watching the TV show. I thought the oh, TV cool. show was a really cool mixture between keeping the heart of the books and really adding a lot to the world and expound expanding it. It did a really good job of incorporating elements from the whole entire series to make a compelling season one. It made some changes where it needed to. Anyway, 
it is like a case study on how you should adapt a book into a TV series. And it was amazing. So, and I'm super excited because the actress from that is the star of the Joe Abercrombie book that's being made into a movie. Best so, served yeah. cold. Best served cold Rebecca and Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson Best to fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah. Lady Jessica. Sorry. But anyway, super good. So there's my pick. And I will not take any pushback. No, it's, it's, it's a good warranted. Sounds yeah, like a warranted. good pick. Ryan, what's yours? I am going to go with The Last of Us. Oh, was that 2023? Oh. Yeah, it was the beginning of the year. Wow. No, that was 2022. No, it was the beginning of the year. Really? Okay, dang. Not only I can't was stand it by real time anymore. My pick yeah, no, for this. <laughs> I think it's one of the best adaptations of all time. It did it in such a way that, you know, it expanded on the video games in a way that I think appeased fans of you know the video game so it's i don't I, I mean it's amazing really like i think a lot of the themes in it are very compelling they it goes past you know just the typical like zombie genre that has just been done and overdone at this point it's you know almost like a work of art yeah I yeah agree. it really is that what was it, episode three or four three yeah yeah three like that the nick offerman one yeah that episode alone i think was better it was probably the best episode of tv this year from anything i saw it's true i loved it and i don't want to do any spoilers but i loved it right up until like the final few scenes of the last episode well that's that's apparently how the game is oh really yeah yeah that's the story that's the story man that's the story it okay it is it is a difficult ending i think yeah yeah. Okay. Well, no pushback either. That's a that's a good pick, Ryan. Dang, Jan- nice it came out January fifteenth. Yeah. You've astounded us, and you've astounded Josh's timeline. He could not. He was flabbergasted. He could not believe it. <laughs> Utterly flabbergasted. Me too. Me too. I thought that was last year for sure. There was a lot of good TV uh, and movies from twenty twenty three, which is good because you know yeah. the next year or two it might be a little dry with everything that you know all the other TV movie stuff that happened this year. Uh, yeah. I. I liked your guys' picks. I'm going to go with The Witcher Season 3. Uh, just no. Um, okay. it was a, I, was like, I was like, okay, we'll touch this question. I didn't hate it as much as, as others, but you know, it was just okay. Anyway, the one that I am going to yeah. choose, I'm going to go with the, the creator, the movie. Did you guys see that? No, I, I want didn't. to. Wait, is that? That's I, yeah. Not, oh, it, yeah, we're not talking about adaptations. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was just like an original movie. I liked it quite a bit. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to see that one. I thought that the trailer looked very interesting for it. So yeah, is there yeah. any chance that Rebel Moon comes out as the best science? It's coming episode? out this weekend at time of recording. That it beats and last The Last of Us? No, there's no chance. You don't think it could? No, I'm looking forward to watching it. I really don't know what to expect. Though. I think it'll be well. I, I I think it could be good. Could be great. I, do I think it'll beat The Last of Us? No. Ridley Scott. It's Ridley Scott, right? No, it's not. It's uh, Zack Snyder. Never mind. What's anything you're both, Ridley Scott? Just... Both of those are pretty uh, hit or miss for me, honestly. Zack Snyder and Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah I'm just some Ridley really... Scott has made some amazing, amazing movies though. Zack Snyder has yeah. just made some fun movies. I don't know if anything has been amazing. Then. Well, Ridley Scott has like amazing ideas, and they're not always executed well. And then Zack Snyder has like amazing visuals, but so not always with great plot. Them. The best of both. That's Christopher Although their Nolan. styles are so different. That, that's Christopher Nolan. <laughs> 
Yeah. No. That's I'm not um, just gonna... <laughs> Can I just say I just finished Gen V, which is oh, an uh, Amazon Prime yeah. show in the in the boys universe. And yeah. I was not expecting to like it that much. I thought it was really, yeah, it was really good. good. It was and good. it shows how great, well crafted that they've made that world on screen and TV. And even though a lot most of the characters are new, I thought that just the themes were were still good and I liked watching it a lot too. Uh, also throwing it out there, Invincible season two has been really good. Yeah. Those are both things that I've Although been only half to this year. So you can yeah. only half like it. Oh, really? Invincible? It's only half? Yeah. yeah there's it. a break and they're doing the, the next mm-hmm. four beginning of next year. Interesting. You know, I watched this I, real fast. I watched this YouTube video called The Marvelization of Cinema. And in it, he talks about like, I forget exactly what he calls it, but it's like, it's like the storytelling entropy where you basically have an idea that is really like fundamental to what you want to like it's really narrowed down like for example use the example of like a lightsaber in star wars and how it's like just like symbolizes like so much in the star wars universe universe and then like slowly over time it loses that symbolism when just like everybody starts to have one and he kind of has a lot of examples of that Mm. what i liked about the boys is that it really never loses the like like entropy like he it never goes to entropy right like they have this like idea of powers and they've they've like really narrowed it down to individualized characters and how they struggle with it and how society has to deal with it and everything just like keeps on going back to that idea no matter how many different seasons they do and they always find new and different ways to look at it but it all it always goes back to like that like core fundamental like idea that was behind the narrative of of the boys. So anyway, I I think that's one reason why Gen uh Gen V was really good and why the boys have stayed really good. That's my little my like everybody nice. should go watch that YouTube video. It was great. Nice analysis. Yeah. Okay. Next category. Best science fiction fantasy book you read this year. Doesn't necessarily need to be published in 2023. And let's try to choose if try to choose a different one. Like if the best book you read also happened to be the also published 23 just yeah i'll go one all right i'll go i was gonna pick this for my best book but but most of the series came out before 2023 and that is the cradle series i loved it it's probably my favorite uh thing i read as a whole in 2023 just the last book came out in 2023 so i didn't think that was really fair because the last book was not the best book in the series it was it was solid i thought but like i think the series as a whole is much better than just the last book standalone. So, so I didn't pick it for my 2023. Just amazing. You guys, if you get the chance, should read it. It's a great series. Nice. I finished all of Joe Abercrombie this year. So I'm going to say wisdom of crowds. Uh, year of Abercrombie, a dark year, yeah. but a, but a good year. <laughs> so good. Like I was just, I, I'm surprised to hear a lot of people didn't like the second trilogy as much as the first, but I thought it was, I thought it was so good. Amazing. Yeah. I swear the last book, the last book and maybe the last half of the second book should be like required reading or like excerpts of it in like uh, social studies in yeah. high school or something. It's so good. Parents would not be happy. Yeah, about that's that. a great way to get a band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but I agree, Jake. It is kind of like Ender's Game in that way. Like it kind of just yeah. has like such like compelling social commentary. Yeah. That is like backed by a really hard hitting plot. Yeah. And just great character yeah all that's amazing yeah 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 i'm really looking forward to his next book the devils i 
think he wants yeah. to have it released next year, but I'm not entirely sure if that's happening or not. But yeah, go and ahead, that's ben. outside the world, right? Yeah, new yeah, world. it's a new series. Yep. So I think my favorite one that I read this year was probably It by Stephen King. You know, I can only read like one King book a year because it just like sucks you in and consumes you and just like spits you out on the other end like a changed person in some ways. There's obviously some like glaring flaws with the book. And I think that me and Josh did a review on it. So you can probably go check out that review. You know, one scene in particular that everybody loves to hate, which obviously you should, but it was a it was an amazing book. Uh, the characters were all amazing. And it's like been, I don't think I've ever read. I think that I've read very few books that like manage the found family thing as well as that book. Nice. All right. Well, I was going to pick The Will of the Mini, but Steven said I couldn't because we already <laughs> have said how awesome that book is. So I'm going to go with my close second, which was Lightbringer by Pierce Brown, which I've also already talked about a little bit. And we have uh, Phantology. Some of us have read the uh, second saga of Red Rising, starting with Iron Gold, which was a little tough for us to get through and dark age which was amazing amazing and you know similar to like it's like a grim dark science fiction and lightbringer just kind of continues that momentum and you know punches you in the gut a few times and you're just like how oh, is this so good but i feel so bad reading it and you know i i loved it i love darrow i love a lot of the characters i hate a lot of the characters because they're so well written it's got a lot of feels see i'm actually like in the middle like i end up bouncing off of of iron gold and i want to come back to it but it was just so many things were going over my head that i wanted to like go back and read a bunch of like catch up on it anyway i I plan on doing that when i get some free time iron gold was rough i haven't read lightbringer but having read dark age for the first time this year it's his best writing up to that point for sure agreed yeah i need to get into more red rising i was planning on it this year then i heard lightbringer was not the end of the uh, second saga and strangely that demotivated me i feel like i wanted an end i didn't want to wait again for book four but hearing you guys talk about it makes me think i should just read it my favorite book this year other than actually this is pretty close to the world of many but uh, i can't make that decision right now but i'm gonna say my favorite was jade legacy by fonda lee you got none of you guys have read the green bone, which is still disappointing to me. No, I I bounced off the first book twice now. I read the first one, but I no, I read the trilogy, and I think the books just get better. And in fact, I put the entire trilogy in my uh, top five trilogies, top five series, right? Not just trilogies. Yeah, sorry. Did, all yeah. time, all time. Yeah, man, all time. Wow, is, was that the last book in the trilogy? Yeah. Are there more books? No. Question. Do you consider the two uh, Joe Abercrombie trilogies different trilogies? Like, or or do you just consider them all? I put it in one. I I shouldn't have said trilogy. I mean, series. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. First Law is also in there. Should I read those? I have so much on my TBR. I really like them. I mean, I recommend them, obviously. All right. Okay. Only you can answer that question, Jake. That's true. Very wise words, Ryan. Should we uh, move on to favorite? Yeah. Yeah. We're low on. We are low on time here, but yeah, let's just go best character, any media, just, you know, character and a quick reason why. I'm going Tav, Baldur's Gate 3, because we all got a little bit of Tav in us. 
And wait, and when you say when you say Tav, that is referring to the like the main character. That's a custom character you create. Yeah, oh, that's what they call the custom character. <laughs> that's the okay. default name for the custom character. <laughs> okay, Jake basically just picked himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I was in a video game, I'd be my favorite character. <laughs> so my favorite is Pennywise. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go with Nomad from The Silent Man. I thought that his character arc was fantastic and probably the highlight of the book and probably the highlight of all the secret projects. All right. And keeping with my previous pick, I think uh, Lyndon, Wishy Lyndon was, he's just such a endearing character. Highlight of the series. There's a lot of good characters this year, but Wishy Lyndon just, uh, he has a special place in my heart moving forward. From Cradle. Right? From Cradle. Yeah. Yeah. From Cradle. Okay. I I'm so torn on this. I can't like I think one of like my favorite character I mean I it was probably like from the books I read was probably Cassius Albalona and I can't really go into the specifics of you know his character arc in in the books because it would be major spoilers so I'm just going to say a quote that anybody who has read the will will recognize I like and it that, Inside that knowledge. is I am Cassius Albalona, and my honor remains. Hmm. And sorry, the other character. So, like, the honor is dead, but the, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, wait, honor, what is honor the quote? Is, it's honor is dead, but I'll see what I can do, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Right, right, yeah. Okay. From Stormlight. So the other character that I, you know, love the character but hate is Homelander from The Boys, mm-hmm. and he is just such a good villain played by such a great actor you know it's just like an amazing combination of you know character actor writing to make just one of the best villains and you know like most horrifying to watch but i I feel like i always say this word very compelling i agree very compelling i couldn't choose for this one so i'm gonna cheat i'm just gonna give you a, a few that i liked Viz from the Will of the Many was awesome. It's a first-person book, so obviously you get way into his head, and I thought he was, he was very compelling as well. From Baldur's Gate, I'm going to go with Shadowheart because, you know, Shadowheart, right? Is that is that like a hot chick? Uh, I mean, she <laughs> might have been, a my, hot chick she might have been my romantic interest in the game, Josh. <laughs> but she has a really good story. <laughs> the way you said yeah, that. she just, does. Yeah. Okay. No, she does have a good story. It's not just because she's a hot chick. Honestly, they all have pretty good stories. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with from the from the Jade books, from the Greenbone books. Emery Emery Andon was my favorite character in that series. You guys don't know, sadly, but maybe one day you will. I really liked Egwene in Wheel of Time season two. It was not my favorite thing I watched this year, but I did think that they did a really good job with her character. And then I really liked Bast from the Narrow Road Between Desires. I thought his character expansion was fun yeah. in that book. Yeah, that was or. Joel from uh, The Last of Us are probably my actual picks. Yeah. Can I uh, officially change my pick from my the best book published? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jake Jake kind of held you no, to I, it pretty strongly. No, no. I'm, you don't, I'm just saying, just pick change the one it. you think is the best. Change okay, okay, it. Okay. If you think it's anyway, the best, keep anyway. it. If you don't, change it. Listen, and this this is going out to an author that I grew to love this year. So Benedict Jacka published Inheritance oh. of Magic this year. And it was a great book. Super, super good book. I think I'm conflating it too because I read like all of Alex Varys this year. 
which is also right. like a standout series for me. So yeah, yeah I, Alex, I just wanted to give some love. Yeah, for, Alex uh, might be a great char- best character. Him and Lyndon, man. Honestly, after finishing Cradle and Alex Varus, the rest of the year reading for me has just been shot. Like it's been really hard for me to read the second half of this year after reading those two series. They're so good. It's tough after you get through a really long series and you get really attached. Yeah, and two, I was bouncing between Cradle and Varus. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Let us know who your favorite characters, books, movies, whatever. Let us know what all your favorites were for this year. I think we were treated to a lot of good stuff this year. We'll see you next year. I mean, there's certainly some things coming down the pipe. There always are probably some surprises. Hey, we got a we got a a, the finale to the first Stormlight Archive set. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be a big thing for us. I I don't know if Jake and Ryan are gonna read it, but (laughs) I'm thinking of going to Dragonsteel then. We're all going to Dragonsteel. Dragonsteel 2024. Yes, yeah, good. Josh Wheeler's tech tips sweater there. Oh yeah, I got my LT2 sweater. Is that related to Dragonsteel at all? No, it's just, it's just nerdy. Oh, okay. nerd. Just ge- general. Okay. <laughs> people will know that Josh, they won't know he's a nerd at Dragonsteel unless they see the sweater. <laughs> All right. Nice. See you guys later. Yeah. Bye.